0: All right, before I get to my next guest, John Mascari, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at the Ben Hogan Golf Company. At Ben Hogan Golf, they manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in their small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because they build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. They call it micro-manufacturing, so no mass production, no shortcuts, Visit them online at BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about their tour quality products and factory direct prices. Also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret the pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play Plus 4 and release the secret the pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence, grip golf pride. And folks, this segment of the show was sponsored by our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. All right, now back in making his fourth appearance with me is my long-lost cousin, John Mascari. Let me remind you about John's background. He attended Ryder University in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, back in the mid to late 90s, and graduated with his bachelor's degree in political science and government. From 2000 to 2012, John worked at some of the best golf courses around New Jersey and New York, including Glen Ridge Country Club, Manhattan Woods Golf Club, the Colts Neck Golf Club, Hamilton Farm Golf Club, Canoe Brook Country Club, and Preakness Hills Country Club. He's now the head golf professional at Alpine Country Club in Alpine, New Jersey. John is also a member of Callaway's Master Staff. He's been named a Top 50 Master Teacher by U.S. Kids Golf. He's also the co-host of the On the Tee Show with Anita Marks on ESPN Radio in New York. And it's always great having him on Next on the Tee. Hey, what's up, cuz? How are you, my friend?
1: I'm fantastic. You're How okay? are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Great. You, boy, that is so, some introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> Glad
0: to do it. Now, but I gotta tell you, I'm a little concerned because I saw your Instagram post not long ago where you got uh, some what bone spurs in the elbow. What's going on with that? Yeah. So, um, my my arm was bothering me. I was
1: hitting some balls in the range and went out. I, I played in our section championship. I just really. I couldn't even hold on to the club anymore. I went for x-rays the next day, and uh, the doc said, you got two bone spurs in your elbow. He gave me a cortisone shot that I think the needle was in my arm for about 15 minutes, it felt like. And uh, it seemed to do the trick for now, so we'll, we'll kind of roll with that. But at some point, I think I'm going to have to go into the night. Wow.
0: That's no good. Uh, I hope, it, hey, I hope hey, it's hope I'm getting old. i getting old. <laughs> <laughs> getting
1: old. My wife's going to have to trade me in for a new model soon.
0: <laughs> so, I, I, got, I got to ask you now. I mean, uh, before we get to all the golf stuff, talk, talk to me about the football season in New York City. What a miserable Jets and Giants. How are you, how you oh guys holding up on the football season?
1: The the good thing is, I'm a Giants fan. You know, we've got one win and we're only one game got out one of win? the NFC East League.
0: <laughs> I couldn't
1: imagine being a Jet fan. I mean, like, Keep all sharp objects away from every jet pan in the Tri-State
0: area. <laughs> oh, <No doubt. laughs> God forbid. John, I want to get you – one of the themes of the show tonight is around is around sports betting. And I, I kind, of, kind of want to get your thoughts on it. I mean, ever since the Supreme Court lifted the ban on federal wagering a couple of years ago, 2018, the amount of money that people are betting on sports is absolutely through the roof. So I was talking to Tom Patrick in the last segment. In August alone, John, Americans set an all-time single-month uh, record. We bet $2.1 billion with a B dollars, oh. and sportsbooks generated $119 million in revenue. That's uh, almost 100% above where we were a year ago. What do you, What's your thoughts on all the sports betting? <laughs>
1: what else are we going to do right about now? <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> I hate to say it, but we're a captive audience. You know, we're not spending money on vacations. We're not going away. The kids aren't going to camp. We got a little extra scratch, a little extra scuttle, as we say, back where I'm from <laughs> in our pockets. And, hey, I'll throw some on uh, the, the football game or, the, the, you know, watching golf. How great is the uh, the in-game betting that we're seeing on the tour now? I thought it was awesome watching that in Vegas. And what a perfect spot to, to bring it out in Vegas. But I thought BetMGM did a great job and good on them and good on the PGA Tour for coming together. And, listen, it's just another way to engage the viewer. You know, you brought up football before, Chris, and here's the PGA Tour. has got to go up against the NFL on Sunday. So why not have something that might get people to be engaged and tune in and see if Justin Thomas can make birdie on number 12 for uh, 50-1 to or something like that. I think you're going to see it more in other sports.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to me about how all of this is is going, right? I mean, for so long, you know, uh, you know, for my throughout my life, right? Every that was whole taboo, right? Can't bet on sports, can't have the sports leagues involved in that because of you know what it uh, could lead to. You know, we think about the you know the Black Sox and all that stuff in baseball and all that sort of thing. How bad all that was? Pete Rose betting on baseball, right? Can't get in the Hall of Fame. Now everyone's betting on everything all the time. So um yeah, it's an interesting change in our in our culture and all society.
1: Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's it's a, also I think the great thing about it is the immediate feedback and the immediate response you get from it, especially like these these one off bets, these prop bets where it's instantaneous. We're an instantaneous uh culture right now. We wanna know the answer right away. And then if we win, we're gonna take that money and bet on the next goal. I think it's great for sports. I'm I'm kind of thinking where you came from and, and why, how I grew up where you had the little tear-off ticket from uh, the bookie and you got the name, you know, they didn't have the team <laughs> right. names. It was New York versus Kansas City and sure enough you'd turn it in. But man, now it's on your phone and you can bet you can bet whatever you want. So again, the the changing world of sports continues to mystify surviving. <laughs>
0: All right, John. I want to switch gears a little bit, and and you've been a PGA professional for a while now. And I was curious to get your thoughts. How has that role changed over the years for you?
1: Wow. Well, um. You you think back. I became a PGA member in the late '90s, right out of college, and you know the real important things when I got into the business was being able to be a good instructor. And being able to golf your ball, okay. You got to be a good player. You got to be able to teach. It has changed so dramatically. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, that's still an important part of our job. But I do a lot of panel discussions, and I talk to a lot of, especially new pla new people in the industry. And I talk to them about all the different hats that we wear now, especially as a, as a director of golf at Alpine. You know, we're talk, I, I sit down on a food and beverage meeting. Uh, I'm a rules official tournament director. I'm a small business owner. I own the golf shop, so I have to worry about that. Merchandise, taxes, communications, emails. I'm doing videos to the members. I'm an organizer. Like it's the day to day stuff about tea times and scheduling and HR stuff. And it's just it's so many different plates that we're spinning. And and I and I think I've the PGA has prepared us for that. You know, the education that we've gotten and that now young people that are getting into the industry are getting is far better than years past and preparing them for that but it's certainly not easy we're at and gosh especially this year we're asked to do so much more during this environment to just to keep the club going so you really have to wear many hats and it's unfortunate that sometimes that turns some people away but the real great ones will embrace that and look at it as an opportunity to grow and to be great. So I certainly don't shy away from any of those roles. I embrace them because you just you know, it's it makes me more well-rounded.
0: So as you look out into the future, five years, ten years, do you see it continuing to evolve in a, in a completely different way? Do you see something coming up over the horizon that you're saying to yourself, hmm, okay, got to get ready for this?
1: Yeah, I think we're still going to be asked to do more. I think you're going to see clubs are going to morph possibly the general manager role and the PGA professional role possibly into one. Um, You know, we have an advanced degree program in the PGA called the certified professional program where PGA members can do some additional education in certain fields, one of them being general management. Um, I think also, though, for us, our challenge is going to be, How do we replace ourselves as golf professionals when we do sail off into the sunset? Or how do we get more young people into our industry? And we're starting to realize as an organization that it's a difficult balancing act. Family time is probably the most challenging part of it. But flexibility for us as golf professionals is really important, especially to those that are coming into the industry. The work weeks need to get a little changing, a little different. Uh, I think clubs have to really step up and realize and embrace that. And I think the most important part, Chris, in our industry, and I hope, I hope Jim Richardson and all the powers that be at the PJ of America moving forward really start to grasp the financial certainty of a PJ member and giving them opportunities to make a good living and to have some money set aside, so that when they do end up leaving the business or moving off from the club that they're set up in a good financial position. So whether that's great retirement, whether that's pension, who knows, but I think that'd be a real important thing to draw talented people to our industry. again.
0: So let's take that a, a step further, John. And, and I know locally you've sat on the, you know, on the board for the PGA of America, there up in New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if you were to have a, a role on the board at, at a higher level, is that where you'd go? Is there something about the game, that you change or something about the role of the PGA of America that you change? Well, I,
1: I think, you know, I go back on this quote that our CEO, Seth Watson, said. he said, for years we've protected our grandparents game instead of creating a better game for our grandchildren. And that goes just not only the game of golf, but the business of golf. We have to give our professionals opportunities to be successful long-term. And I always look at it the So my dad was a New York City fireman, and one of the the things about being a cop or a fireman was there was a light at the end of the tunnel. You could get to 25 years or 30 years, whatever it may be. You can collect a pension. You can collect retirement. There was a light at the end of the tunnel. And what bothers me sometimes with our industry is that young people, talented, super golfers, great people are getting into our industry. Without that light at the end, they can put 20 years in as an assistant pro, as a teacher, and then all of a sudden have the rug pulled out from under them, and they're left kind of twirling their thumbs. So I hope the PGA of America, and I know Seth is really into this, protecting our brand, protecting the rank and file PGA professionals, give them some sort of a safety net or a cushion to lean back on. Listen, we're a, a fantastically run organization. We we make a lot of money. On the Ryder Cup, on the PGA Championship, on our television deals that we have, let's let's see if we can spread the wealth a little bit to uh, the twenty nine thousand PGA professionals in our country who do who do the grunt work every day. Now I'm getting on. You've mentioned
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've mentioned young people a couple of times, and and I know you're you're one of the top fifty master teachers for U.S. kids, helping develop you know, junior players. And when I think about, you know, kids nowadays, I mean, I've got, you know, kids now are all in their 20s, but um, when I think about my my journey through the game of golf, well, it, it took me about 10 years just to get bad, you know, go from terrible to bad at golf. You're really good at motivating kids and, and developing junior players. How do you keep them engaged and enjoying the game and going out and picking up the golf club? versus sitting in their rooms and picking up a joystick.
1: (laughs) So I've got two kids, and they are 7 and 11. So I'm in a different world than you are. But for me and my children and and the kids that I teach, you know, you use the great word, Chris, that's engagement. And that really is the key to it. And, And to get these kids engaged in golf, you have to make it fun. You can't take yourself or the game too seriously at this developmental age. Celebrate their accomplishments. I mean, the PGA Junior League is awesome. Manage the expectations of the player and the parents as well. But involve. Make it a community thing. Involve their friends. You know, relax the rules. Give families an opportunity to play golf together. Build memories that are built on the golf. And, and I think if if you can make it entertaining, kids are going to be more apt to come back and do it because they, it was fun. I mean, it, it was just fun. It wasn't carry my bag because I had to carry my bag. Let's just go have a good time, grab a few clubs, we'll play two or three holes and and we'll have a good time. We'll have ice cream at it. And if there's one thing that's come out of this pandemic, the ability for families to spend time on the golf course is going to be worth its weight and gold moving forward kids that maybe never have never played golf or parents that played golf but are now coming back to the game because their kids have interests. And those are going to be really the building blocks of growing our game on a junior level.
0: John, I, I, just a couple more before I let you go, and uh, I want to switch gears over to to your job uh, or your role in the media. I mean, you're a co-host of a show on ESPN Radio up there in New York called On the Tee with uh, Anita Marks. Um, and you're so good at it because, you know, you talk about fun, right? And you're making the game fun for kids, but you make the show fun. You're you're just a lot of fun to be around and, and the things that you bring to uh, to that show are outstanding. Um, I'm curious. I, I just got, I, I I see you as doing way more in broadcast media than just that one show. Is that something you aspire to do? Yeah, Chris, you
1: know, if I were to, you know, I try to jot down goals and, and, and dreams of mine every year and and that's certainly one of them is to get more involved in that it's something I'm I feel just kind of comfortable with my own skin about if that makes sense I'm sure obviously for you you're uh exceptionally good at it as well and I learned a lot just by listening to your show but I think if you if you're truly talking about something that you love and that you're excited about and I'd go up and talk to a guy on the corner about golf because that's how I feel about the game and how I want them to i want them to feel the same way I do. And I want my listeners to kind of smile and, and kind of get engaged that way from the way I approach the game. And it's just an opportunity for me. You know, we talk about growing the game. We each do it in different ways. And this is the way I do it. I'm going to grow the game over the air and, and get people to listen and think about golf and turn on the TV on, on uh, Sunday, you know, when you're not watching the Steelers or something or the Giants and watch a little golf.
0: One more before I let you go, John, and, and and last time you joined me, we talked about your what, what, what I was hoping was a series for Live from John's Backyard. I was hoping yes. that was going to be an ongoing thing. That was fantastic. I mean, it's, it's sort of like, you know, the whole Christopher Walken, you know. <laughs> guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbells. And for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, I got a fever for account. more John Mascari video. I mean, and the only solution <laughs> got, is that. Come on, my friend. When can I get are, another uh, one? They
1: are, they are in production. We are, we have some scripts already written. I'm preparing those already. Uh, kind of got sidetracked with COVID and, and and furloughing my staff, unfortunately. So things got a little tight on our end. But I love doing it. My kids love being involved. And. I got some fun ideas, so be
0: on the lookout for that, Chris. You will not awesome. Be disappointed. That's good news. That's good news. John, yeah, before <laughs> I let you go, remind our listeners, how can they stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and follow you, whether it's online or it's on social media? Yeah,
1: please follow me online on Twitter, John Mascari, with an I at the end, PGA. Uh, I'm on Instagram. It's just Jmascari, PGA on Instagram, and our club website is Alpine.
0: Well, John, it's always a a lot of fun having you as part of the show. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and be a part of it. I hope the elbow stays good, my friend. And uh, I look forward to the opportunity, hopefully real soon to catch up with you.
1: My pleasure, Chris. And I'll echo uh, my predecessor from Long Island, Tom who said, uh, you know, I'm so thankful for the work that you do on behalf of the golf professional and the, and the game of golf, by, by allowing us this um, this opportunity to speak and, and talk about the game we all love so much, it's given us so much in our lives. So thank you, my friend. You are uh, certainly, uh, as they say up in my neck of the woods, a
0: mensch. I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it, my friend. Take care, cuz. All the best to you and your family. Stay safe. We'll catch up soon. You as well. See you, John. That's the great John Mascari, so it's uh, just like my last name. Swap out the O for an I, and uh, I'm telling you folks, you gotta listen to his show if you you know if you can uh, find it online on the T. It's absolutely outstanding. John makes everything that he does more fun, whether that's you know kids coming up into the game, whether that's things that he's doing at the Alpine Country Club, whether that's the radio show on the T, or coming and being a part of this show. Uh, Every once in a while, everything that he does is better because he touches, And I mean that sincerely, if you listen to him, if you watch the videos, I'm telling you, you got to watch these videos when they come out, you know, from John's backyard, he did one uh, a while back, which absolutely got me, you know, hooked in gotta have more. I mean, that gotta have more. They're that well done. Uh, So I look forward to having John back on the show again soon. He's a fantastic PGA professional. A great guest, and uh, like I say it just doesn't come any better than that. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra
1: 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.